It's great to be back on Search the Scriptures today. What a blessing to be able to open up God's Word and study together with so many of, our, uh, so many of those who have turned, tuned in to listen to this program and learn from God's teachings right along with us. Oh, what God has provided us in His Word is just amazing. It's, it's something that ought to inspire us. He has given us the greatest instructions that mankind has ever received, the greatest encouragement that mankind could ever hope for, the greatest direction that mankind could possibly have, all of that guiding us toward eternity with him in heaven. Now, he's also given us warnings and rebukes, corrections, but that's there as well for our good. God has given us the way in his word to live the best life that humanity can possibly live. And again, with the greatest hope and expectation, and that is eternal life in heaven. We hope that as you study with us each day and search the scriptures, that you're becoming better and better acquainted with God as you're learning his word more and more fully. And as you come to learn his word more fully, we pray that you are moving in the direction that you're going to obey God his way. There really is no other alternative if you want to be with him in heaven. It's always my blessing to be here with my brothers in Christ to study with you, and that is Dennis Stackhouse and Dwayne Kennedy. Dwayne, good to be back with you, brother. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you again and with Dennis and with our listening audience. You know, Gary, as you were talking, you reminded me of how convenient it is for us to learn and study the Word of God today. You know, we can hear it on our radio as our listeners are doing right now, or we can listen to it on the internet. And uh, it's just so easy. And the only reason we might find it difficult is that we choose to not take advantage of the many tools and many opportunities that we have to study God's Word. And we are grateful for our listening audience today for tuning in and studying with us. It's good to be on the program as usual with Dennis Stackhouse as well. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly very pleased to be with you on the program today, as always. And again, I look forward to a time of exciting enrichment as we open God's Word together and study those truths that he's recorded for us there. And you know, you're right, Duane. It is convenient to study the Bible today uh, through the avenues that you've mentioned, of course. And other things that we offer here on Search the Scriptures include a CD of any program you'd like to have sent to you. You know, you just let us know the date and the name of the program, if you can tell us what that is, and we'll be glad to put that on a CD for you. We'll send it to you right to your home address, and you don't pay a thing for it. We'll even cover the cost of the postage. We don't want you to send us anything for that information. We simply want to get God's Word to you in as convenient a way as possible. And we also offer correspondence courses. That's another great way for people to study in the privacy of their own home. They can take the time to open their Bibles and look at the scriptures which are listed there, go through them carefully and thoughtfully, and really come to a better understanding of what's being said and how they apply to what needs to be done on their part in order to become a Christian. We hope you'll take advantage of some of these avenues we've talked about. 
contact us if there's anything we can do for you in this regard. Now, Dwayne mentioned our internet site, our website, and that is www.churchofchrist.com. All one word, www.churchofchrist.com. And that site costs how much to use? Nothing that I'm aware of. Free is a wonderful thing. Yeah, free is a wonderful <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely free. You can, uh, you can listen to the radio programs. They have been archived, many of them, for quite a while back uh, on the, the website. Also, you can listen to, uh, I, I guess I shouldn't say countless sermons on CD but, uh, or, or on the, uh, the website. You can download them to your computer and listen to those, but a great, great many. Many articles uh, on various spiritual topics. You can actually read the Bible on site. Uh, and you can you know, just take advantage of so many opportunities to study God's word. So take advantage of that. And again, it is free. We want to continue in our study asking this question, are you being careless with your soul? And hopefully we've gotten close to people emotionally. And spiritually, this particular study is intended to do exactly that because there are a whole lot of people out there who are being careless with their soul. Now, those, some of those people believe in God, as they would say, with all of their heart. And yet they're not living their lives faithfully before God. They're not living a life that demonstrates commitment and dedication to God. Mm-hmm have not obeyed him. Mm -hmm. Or if they have obeyed him initially, they're not living in obedience to him now. And as a result, they're being careless with their soul, with their soul's salvation. Nothing is as important, nothing is as valuable as your soul. We've tried to emphasize that point through this study. Now, we've asked the question from different perspectives. Are you so focused on the affairs of this temporary physical life that you're actually neglecting your soul's salvation. You think you're too busy to be a dedicated, committed, faithful, obedient Christian? Have you been careless in putting off your obedience to the Lord to the point where you're risking actually having your heart become so hardened that you'll have no more feeling for the Lord? And you know, there are a lot of people who are putting off, putting off obeying the Lord, looking for a convenient time, and they could run out of time looking for a convenient time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, Paul has a, what's really to me a very scary picture of someone in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. He's talking about people who in essence have turned their back on God. And he describes them in that second verse as having their conscience seared as with a hot iron. Right. My goodness, what an awful picture that is. And now that, that image there, the searing, some, pe- some people might say, oh, that must hurt. No, no, it's, it's searing to the point where there's no more feeling. Right. No, no more feeling. That's right. No more conscience. Yes. No more feeling in their conscience. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put off obeying God to the point where you have no more feeling mm-hmm. for obeying God. Right. 
Now, let's look at another text that illustrates this whole principle of being careless with your soul. In Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 1, uh, how about reading that for us, Dennis? Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Now let's stop for a minute here. This might seem like something of a strange scenario to us today. We're certainly talking about a custom that is not in vogue in our culture mm-hmm, right. in this country right now. But we're talking about 10 virgins, and they're getting ready to meet the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. Now, we assume that the bridegroom is going to select from one of them. Yes. And they're all coming to him supposedly prepared mm-hmm. as potential brides. Mm-hmm. Now, what is really focused upon here is that they all have a lamp that is supplied with oil that gives the flame that gives the illumination that the lamp is supposed to provide. Mm-hmm. Now, five of these virgins are classified as wise and five as foolish. Why are the wise ones classified as wise and the foolish ones classified as foolish? Well, as the text pointed out, the wise ones brought the extra oil with them and the foolish ones did not. Right. So they were prepared ahead of time, the wise ones. Right, that's correct. The lamps with the oil represents their readiness to meet the bridegroom mm-hmm. for whatever he decides. Okay, now, Dwayne, how about picking up at verse 10 and reading on down through verse 13? And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you, do not, for you know neither the day nor hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Now, while the foolish virgins had to go to market, basically, try to find a place to buy some oil because they were not prepared for the coming of the bridegroom, not adequately, the bridegroom came. Right. So they were gone. He came while they were gone. And the wise virgins, virgins and again, they're described as being wise because they were ready for his coming. They went in to the wedding with him. And it's interesting there at the end of verse, verse 10, Dwayne and Dennis, that it says, and the door was shut. Mm-hmm. Now, there's significance to that statement, isn't there? Certainly That's is. Right. 
It's not there coincidentally. Mm -hmm. oh. As an incidental detail, the door was shut because when the foolish virgins came back, they had to ask that the door would be open to them. Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, I do not know you. They didn't get in, in other words. No. They were out in the cold. They were not ready for the bridegroom. Now, who do you suppose the bridegroom is supposed to represent in that particular parable? I don't think it's hard to figure out. No. It's the Lord, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He's coming again, isn't he? Yes, that's right. And in parable after parable after parable, we are instructed, be ready. Mm -hmm. Not just get ready, but be ready. Mm -hmm. and, and again, the emphasis is, because you don't know when he's coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how Jesus concluded this parable. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. We've told the story before about the gardener, and again, probably just a story, but the principle is what we're trying to get across, who was charged with keeping the grounds of a particular uh, man who owned the house, and he paid him, and he was, again, responsible for keeping the grounds until, the, until his, his master came back. His master went on a trip. He was gone. Didn't tell him when he was, how long he was going to be gone, when he was going to come back, when he'd be there. Just take care of the grounds while I'm gone. And this man diligently, regularly, continually took care of those grounds. And somebody came along and said, you look like you, you know, you work around here like you expect your master to come back tomorrow. And he corrected them and said, no, 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 not tomorrow, today. <laughs> I expect him to come back today. Now, he didn't know when he was going to come back, but he was ready that mm -hmm. day for him to come back. Right. Yes. Now, the point being, both in that story and in this parable, those foolish virgins should have been ready for the bridegroom, again, supposed to illustrate the Lord, to come at any time. Mm -hmm. And yet five of them were not prepared. They had been negligent in their preparations. It's interesting in verse 11, where after they knock on the door, they try to get the, the door open to them, they want the Lord to open to them, and and he does not. It's interesting when he says, uh, in verse 12 rather, I do not know you. Now to me, that is reminiscent of another text. And that's Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. And there we find almost exactly the same statement from our Lord. How does that read, Dennis? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. 
Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Or as another version says, you workers of iniquity. Right. Mm -hmm. In other words, you sinful people. Yes. Now, they called to him, Lord, Lord. Mm -hmm. And they claimed to have done many wonderful works in his name. Right. And yet, obviously, they had not been doing the will of the Father because that was the standard given in verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. So even though they thought they were doing a lot of good things in the name of the Lord, they apparently were not doing things according to God's will. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are out there thinking they're serving the Lord, but it's according to their will or somebody else's instructions, and it's not according to what the scriptures teach. It's not okay to just do something and call that dedication and commitment and faithfulness. It's got to be dedication and commitment and faithfulness based on what God's word teaches. We emphasize on this program regularly, but I have to emphasize it again. It is crucial that we do the things that God has asked us to do instead of making offerings that we desire for him to have. We need to obey God. Yeah, we can't make it up on our own, can we? No. Hmm. And, and listen, the, the approval of society at large is not the standard of correctness either. No. Society has repeatedly through history approved of things that later proved to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Society is not the standard of being right with God. It is God's word that is the standard. Yes. Again, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 17, he has given us his word that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. Mm -hmm. His word guides us in righteousness, in faithfulness, in dedication, in commitment. Not society, not our own hearts, as some people might say. Oh, but in my heart, I just feel so good about it. A lot of people have felt good about a lot of things in their heart, only to find out, boy, did I make a mistake there. Indeed. Yes. We can't make a mistake on this. Our salvation, our soul, is at risk, and we are careless by putting forth the things that we feel good about instead of following the Word of God. Yes, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. So, just as with the five foolish virgins in the account of the wedding, those that Jesus describes in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, when they cry to him, Lord, Lord, haven't we done all these great things in your name? He, just as he says to the five, the bridegroom says to the five foolish virgins, I never knew you. Now we get a little bit more detail there in Matthew chapter 7, verse 23. Depart from me, mm -hmm. you workers of iniquity. Yes. Or you evildoers, mm -hmm. I never knew you. We need to be ready God's way. And we need to be ready all the time. Now, Dwayne, how about reading Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28? So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly 
await or wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So Christ is coming back. Yes. And he's coming back that time to bring the saved home. That's right, to bring mm -hmm. salvation. So the time that God is giving us in this world as we're alive here right now, that time is going to come to an end. Yes. And either we're going to die, and so it's going to come to an end at that point, or the Lord's going to come again first, and it's going to come to an end at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. But when he comes again, that we have no more time of preparation. Right. Mm -hmm. Those five foolish virgins, they should have been ready for the bridegroom to come at any time. They did not make the proper preparations. They had to go out and take care of some things. And when they were out taking care of some things, the bridegroom did come and they weren't ready. And they were left out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Really, the time we spend in these earthly bodies should be viewed as a time of preparation for heaven. That's what all of us need to be doing. And of course, that again is the point of the wise virgins that we read about in Matthew chapter 5. They were doing that very thing. They were not being careless with their souls. Yes, exactly right. Um, Matthew 25, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, they were ready. And, and what a horrible statement that, that those five foolish virgins heard and that those that Jesus spoke of in Matthew chapter 7, verse 23, heard, I never knew you, or mm -hmm. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. You're not one of mine, in other words. I don't know who you are. You don't belong to me. Remember what Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 10, in verse 32, whoever confesses me or acknowledges me before men, him I will also confess or acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Mm -hmm. Now the next verse says, whoever denies me before men, him I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Right. Yes. And it won't be that God is cold and unloving and heartless. God is loving right now and he's warm and he's extending the opportunity to us now. Patient. Patiently. Mm -hmm. Patient, yes. Now, one thing that we need to understand is, yes, the Lord came. Yes, he died on that cross. Yes, he arose from that grave. He did all of that for us. Now, we've got this time to get ready because, in addition to all of those points, He's coming back. Mm -hmm. But that will be the final day of judgment. Yes. My friend, are you ready? Or are you care have you been careless with your soul? Have you carelessly put off your time of preparation in this life? Is your time running out? Why don't you contact us right now and ask for that free Bible study, the correspondence course that Dennis remarked about earlier, and start to study it right in the privacy of your home at your own speed and learn how you can be ready for your Lord to come again, how you can be ready to meet him if you die physically before he comes again at eternity.
This is so important. Don't be careless with your soul. Don't put it off. Contact us right now.